What is going on, Sleeper Nation? We are in the deep end, diving into some divisional action. Of course, I am Natter, host here with my co-host, the number one Australian analyst, Sheehan. Man, hey, how you doing? I'm good, brother. How are you? Oh, you know, it's it's Wednesday. For you, it's Thursday morning. You know, Certainly. congratulations to that. Yeah, living in the future as always, man. I had a whole bit ready. Uh, for the start of the show, saying that um, Scott Fishbowl was racist and didn't like foreigners, and everyone Fair should enough. just boycott it. But then I got in, so now I have I have no bit to say that we're going to kick off the not fishbowl. And in well, fact, I've always loved the Scott Fishbowl, so it's great. Well, I I, I didn't get in, and I don't know if you remember oh, like two episodes ago. Like I pressed them on it too, and I still did. It. And you got the invite, so I think that was spite. I think they thought it was. Uh, I think they thought it was tacky. Asking on air and putting um, <laughs> putting Ryan on the spot like that, and you know, I think this is your your punishment. But it's what I do. Um, I mean, I'm ex- I'm excited to uh, basically for all the people, and this this might sound uh, make me sound like a bit of a dick for all the people who are, like begging to get in, and I was sort of ambivalent about getting in either way. I mean, it's pretty cool, but like, eh, it's I, like a big. You know, as I said last week, if I missed out on the down under bowl, then we'd be in real trouble. Oh, my God. All right. So if you guys haven't heard them in the background, we have Stephanie Smalls, beat ra- uh, on beat writer for Sleeper and the master of the New York Giants, not to confuse them with the San Francisco Giants. Imagine uh, if I was a beat writer. <laughs> I would be so awful for whatever team I wrote for. I am like totally <laughs> too unhinged to be a beat writer. Um, but yes, I'm excited. This will be a blast. Robbie's my boy. Happy to be on here, especially, you know, things might get a little heated with the with the NFC East, but at the same time, I think a lot of our teams are in the same place. So of course, yeah. rum boys. From the fan, from the Rum Boys Fantasy Network, a musician, a rum enthusiast, draft night out host. I don't know why, but a Washington football team fan. Uh, man, DC I, or nothing, baby. Stand that's up. A way DMV, what intro, up? Man. That you gave him a way better intro than I. <laughs> I know. It's like I, I go to the trouble to write these out. No, you like mumble through Steffi's intro. Yeah. Well, I'm a beat writer that likes the Giants, and and Robbie is the coolest person on earth. <laughs> Robbie yeah. musician, it's, owner it, of this, owner of that. It's fine. Keep going. I already well, can tell who I'm going to be on sides with during this. <laughs> well, to be fair, to be fair, to be fair, Rum Boys, he follows me on Twitter, and you don't. So I mean, you clearly. Okay, so don't what, get the good so is this, this is what happened with the Scott Fishbowl, though. See how yes. the tacky yeah. comes in. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Um, that's what i do so what's your twitter we will do- no, handle no, this too late. it's too late no, no i don't even want to know i don't even want to I don't, know. Well, okay, i can't even tell what it is uh it, top tier look at this i'm gonna find it it's fine. Yeah. underscore mm-hmm. by the way but but we don't want it that doesn't matter see see the problem is is i was able to find rum boys is intro on the note sheet i couldn't find yours fast mm-hmm. enough so i had to just wing it you actually don't follow me well i oh! hey, well, so oh! do you follow me do you follow me? Who's no. fault was that? I didn't even I'm gonna follow you first. 
I didn't realize yeah. I was a musician. I mean, I am, but like I can rap. But oh, can this is great content talk? fighting over who follows. On a rival podcast, I was like, I got to get something about this guy because he's got nothing in his bio. So I ended up <laughs> ended up stalking you by listening to you on other pods. You're like, yeah, I think I do music sometimes. I was like, that's going in. That's fine. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, of course, we're going to be talking about the NFC East. We're going to deep dive in them, of course, because we got the Giants and the Washington football team fan. Typically, we were doing the AFC and we were on a roll there. But apparently, since we got some specialized writers and analysts on those side, it's only fair. It's only right to go into those divisions. But of course, we got our Questions without notice. Sheehan's going to be the in charge of that one. Of course, we got my words of wisdom, and then we'll hit him with a deep dive. Sounds good, man. And I noticed once again we've stolen George's podcast from him. Yeah, we I did. Think he was he's getting not a little here. bit too comfortable over two yeah. weeks. <laughs> See, he it, just we, needs to be reminded that he's a guest these days. Exactly. I mean, we told him we were going to get him on this one, and then we didn't. I feel like that's the biggest yeah. flex that we could possibly do. Yeah, and took his mother out for a nice seafood dinner and never called her again. <laughs> right, questions without notice. Here we go. So this is our groundbreaking segment where I ask you questions. We have no notice. It's fantastic. So, all three of you, give me a player or narrative you are all in on and one you are entirely out on. Uh, let's say, guess first. Narrative. Robbie, kick us off, brother. Oh, oh, okay, okay. Don't um, do it, Rodney. Play nice. What, it's early. <laughs> one that I'm that I'm that I am completely in on. Um, one you're completely in on, and one you're completely out on. So one that I that I am I am completely in on is that in, in redraft formats, Mike Davis is going to shock the freaking world. Um, he's just primed and ready for opportunities there in Atlanta, and really, uh, only other argument that 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 you know non-believers have is well, it's Atlanta, it's the Falcons. Um, okay, cool. That's your argument. But he's also the only person in that backfield that's going to need to get the touches. Um, and he is the premier, he is going to be the premier back back there. So there's one that I'm all in on that and Terry McLaurin not being affected by Curtis Samuel, but I've tweeted that a million times. Um, one that I am completely out on. Ah, one that I'm, I'm, I'm completely out on I'm trying to think, I'm trying to think, I'm trying to think of something that, that I've, Zero RB just is, isn't going to work. Um, I'm completely out on zero RB, I've, but I've done enough of tacking zero RB truthers. If you're a zero RB truther on this panel, I apologize. There's a me. player zero RB. Well, no, like, like just like, like a strategy. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm with you. But yeah, that's like that's like, like like one I can say like like right now. I mean, as far as like a player, I'm completely out. Joe Mixon, I'll never draft. There's that. But yeah, I mean, you know. nice one. How about you, Steffi? Are we talking about the NFC East or can I say whatever I want? Because it's great. Anything? <gasps> you know what? It doesn't even have to be about football. Who cares? Oh, <laughs> this is a blast. Um, someone that I'm completely in on that is still for some reason getting trash is Johnny Smith. Like Billy B did not sign Johnny and Henry to not 12 personnel the crap out of the league all freaking day, especially with no solid receiver, uh, with Cam Newton starting, like you're gonna get tight end action. And I think between the two of them, it's gonna end up being John New. He's slipping so far. People are hanging on to Henry, like just let it go. He hasn't been the same since his injury, like just break up with Henry, get over it. Um, I think John New is the exact, like, an example of a player that just needs a new system is John New. So I think all the athleticism, everything you need is there. 
this couldn't be a more perfect fit. So totally, completely all in on him. Um, I guess I'll say tight end. Speaking of Robbie, I'm not in on the, you know, I was in on Logan Thomas last year. I don't know that he reaches the targets that everyone is saying because they have so much talent over there nope. that I don't know if he ends up uh, entering this uh, blocking role a little bit more, especially with them needing the protection to protect Ryan, uh, you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick uh, over there. So I'm I'm a little less in on him, which is surprising because I was very high in him. I have tons, tons and tons and tons of Logan Thomas, but I, I fear that he is not going to get the targets that everyone thinks he is. And with their with their uh with your with your take with the, with uh, Bill Belichick and the Patriots, I mean that add a little bit more validation to that your receivers are fucking Kendrick Bourne and Nelson Aguilar. Like, come on, like what are we doing? Like, Aguilar, like, like, didn't he? I think he actually, if he wasn't first, he was in the top three, leading the entire mm-hmm. league in drops. Like, no matter the position, like the entire league, like the dude, y'all can laugh at Evan Ingram all you want, like. Aguilar literally like can't catch the ball, and then you're gonna give him Cam Newton. Will that change with the, with the Mac Jones when he enters? Maybe, possibly, but they don't have receivers over there, and they're bringing wow. on two of the the better receiving tight ends probably in the league. Uh, and I think you you know we know Bill Belichick. He gets off to uh, like twelve personnel. This is like yep. been his story. <laughs> how he wins Super Bowls, right? So uh, I'm all in on Johnny Smith. Get ready for Gronk Aaron Hernandez 2.0. Right. Except no one's getting murdered this time. Yeah, and it's like a discounted version. (laughs) There's two things I can't stand. Two things I can't stand. Pineapple on pizza and insulting the baby dropper Nelson Aguilar. We don't do that around here. (laughs) Bro, that... That, I'm not know, even a stats that, girl. I'm not a stats girl, but those stats are stats. And, <laughs> and you're giving him uh, what, what? What are you giving him? Freaking Cam Newton is only going to get worse, my friend. The fact, that, <laughs> the fact that Philly fans catching babies out, getting thrown out of a burning building, had more receptions. All right, then that's Aguilar. <laughs> tells us all that we need to know there. Yeah. And he did it phenomenally. All right. So something uh, I'm in on, or I'm out on, that's Antonio Gibson. I think he's going to be absolutely horrible this year and of course we're going to talk about that later so i'm going to save it mm-hmm. what are you all in on that oh raheem mostert and whichever running back is on the niners that's it Just give, what? Give me what the no, fuck mostert can't even yeah. he hasn't made it through anything wilson's already getting surgery he's going to be out toast cold uh get as much sermon and uh Galvin as you can uh because those are that's going to be the back there I, I'll put I, money you're out. out. You're out on Gibson, but in on on, on San Fran. San Fran's back to okay. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I've now heard it all. Mm-hmm. I've now heard it all. Mm-hmm. And I thought Twitter was wild today. Yeah, uh, that was some wild shit right there. Like you just said, like I was like, what? I can't wait to hear what he has to say about the Giants. If that's your take. Uh, oh, oh, yeah. I, I, I didn't even feel like having to say what that. Yeah, we'll get there. Wait, are you we'll a Eagles we'll fan? No, no, I'm a Niners fan. Oh. Well, okay, there, there's the bias. That, there, we go. Yeah, there we go. There we go. Well, right. This has to be coming from somewhere. Great. Right. We have one more question without notice for you all. I don't know if you saw the story about the uh, the guy whose punishment finishing last in his league was he had to sit in a waffle house for 24 hours. Every time he ate a waffle, it took an hour off his time. So I think he ended up sitting there for 15 hours uh, and, and eating nine waffles. So simple question. If you had a similar punishment, which restaurant would you pick and what food item would it be? 
And we'll start with Steffi this time. Okay, so being stuck in a Waffle House is actually my nightmare. Um, if you don't follow me, which, you know, uh, top tier over here does not. I, there's only one thing in this entire world that I think is disgusting and will not eat. I eat everything else, cauliflower, whatever, name it. Maple syrup is vile to me. You oh, stink, yeah. you smell awful. Like if you, ha that's my torture. My hell uh, is being around maple syrup that long. That's my hell. Like I cannot even imagine a worse experience. So if I could torture someone else, uh, God, I feel like a rainforest cafe could get really, really, <laughs> bad, you know, like you stay in a rainforest cafe just a little too long. Like even as a kid, you go there for a birthday party and you're like, mom, it's like a little loud. I'm ready to get out of here. Uh, like it's too dark. It's a little, it gets a little creepy in there. Imagine if I'm just staying there that long. I go crazy. I'd have a headache. It'd be a nightmare, but miss me with the, with the waffle house. That's for sure. <laughs> No, I'm with you on I, Waffle House. My uh, my first job was in a like a waffle and ice cream store, and even now, like if I smell the batter, it makes me gag, and it was oh. it was horrible. So sucked into that guy. How about you, Robbie? So first, really quick with the Rainforest Cafe, I <laughs> might be okay with that if I am off of psychedelic substances. <laughs> um, no, but that's, you have to be sober. Oh shit! No, we're not doing not doing a Rainforest Cafe. Yeah, it sounds like psychological warfare. Um, for me. It's got to be like, I'm, I'm hitting up like a seafood bar of some sort, you know, like, like, yo, just if I got, if I got to be locked into a place for 24 hours, we're loading up, you know, tons and tons of just, just, just crab legs. I'm going to, I'm going to make the best of it. I'm going to make the best of it. I'm going to make the best of it. Nice. How about you, Netta? Put me in a McDonald's. I'll eat all the chicken nuggets <laughs> you can give me, baby. You're a cheap date. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, I can tell you well, stories. I was trying to hey. torture someone else. Like, if that's the case, uh, we have a whole other story here. Put me in a bagel shop and we're done. Like, I'll sit there all day. That's fine. <laughs> oh, yeah. McDonald's. So is it an hour per, like, per 20 chicken nuggets, 10 chicken nuggets? I'm going to say, I, I would say it would be 20. 20? I uh, sat in the Times Square McDonald's like every tourist and ate 100 chicken nuggets and did not feel well after that. So I think you'd be struggling very, very quickly. No, no, no. I'd be there for maybe about like four hours. Just smashing nuggets. There we go. Uh -huh, that's what I do. That sounds like, like a rock band smashing nuggets. I just did the McDonald's challenge. <laughs> it was great. I threw up like seven times after, but... <laughs> Throwing up eating McDonald's? That's impossible. I did the McDonald's challenge. McDonald's like three shit. Big Macs, four fries, two sodas, and 20 nuggets. McDonald's is nasty as hell. It's it's a quiet day for Donald Trump. Trump. No. McDonald's oh, is the best. Like I, I can't even think of a place I'd rather eat over McDonald's. Damn. <laughs> just, just, just gotta get you, you, you need to get out more, my friend. Yeah, <laughs> clearly. Diversify I love that we have guests on and you turn into this like antagonistic character. It's fantastic. I don't know what you're talking about. Like, I just speak like what I like, and all of a sudden, well, apparently, people just don't like it. I don't know. I don't know what happens. <laughs> I think that's fair, and they don't really know you either. But we still don't have a stinger for this segment, man. But it is now time for Natter's Wise Words of Wisdom. All right, so if, if anybody ever says, oh, man, you're going to regret that in the morning, just sleep till noon, and then you don't have to deal with it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, you know, I have nothing to say is actually solid advice. Yeah. And delete your texts as well. 
No, yeah, no, we'll keep that. We need the receipts. You need the receipts. <laughs> no. No. Don't look at your phone. Just... No, no, I delete my text like that. <laughs> I have my yeah. text from like 2015 still. I mean, granted, I don't get many texts, so it's not hard, but still. Oh, man. Sucker behavior. Yeah. All right. Mm. She and I. Right. Well, the following reading is an excerpt from the upcoming eighth book in the Harry Potter series, Harry Potter and the Soul-Crushing Desk Job. Sleeperwhite does not endorse the personal views of J.K. Rowling. Harry sat at his desk in the Ministry of Magic, drumming his quill against his forehead. Boring, innit? said Ron. Since we killed Voldemort. Uh, sure, said Harry. We killed Voldemort. Hermione, surely you know a spell or potion that could break this mundane life of government work that's somehow desirable in this world where seemingly anything's possible. Well, said Hermione, it's not a spell or potion, but I was in the library. What were you in the library? interjected Ron. We're not at school anymore. There's more than one library, Ron, you imbecile. And I was in one to get away from your incessant dumb comments, Hermione retorted. God, I wish I'd married Neville instead of you, you ginger moron. He wasn't just Neville Longbottom, if you know what I mean. Ron looked confused while Harry rolled his eyes inside. Anyway, said Hermione, I came across an ad for something called Draft Night Out that's happening in Canton, Ohio on August 18th, <laughs> the day Whoa. before the Fantasy Football Expo. What's Draft Night Out? said Harry, his interest peaked. Well, you know how we're into fantasy Quidditch, said Hermione. This is for American uh, fantasy American football. Instead of a quaffle, they have an egg-shaped ball. Instead of two beaters, they all smash the living shit out of each other. And you know how the snitch is ridiculously influential and arbitrary? Well, they have their own ridiculous arbitrary rule called defensive pass interference. Sounds brilliant, said Harry. But despite our government jobs and seeming my seemingly infinite wealth, how will we afford it? Well, that's the thing replied Hermione. It's only 30 quid and they'll enter us into a live draft with other football fans. They'll give us an exclusive t-shirt and lots of chances to win fantastic football memorabilia. And we'll get to rub shoulders with some of the biggest names in fantasy football, though my two favourites, Sheehan and Nader, won't be there. What are they like? asked Harry. Well, Nader is cool, but Sheehan does these long, self-indulgent ad reads, said Hermione. Sounds like a real arsehole, said Harry. But what are we waiting for? How do we get tickets? I just need to go to draftnightout.com and buy them. Are you coming too, Ron? Ron scowled. No, I don't think I will. I'm a stupid ginger loser, so I won't go to Draft Night Out. <laughs> Good, replied Hermione. Maybe Neville will want to come. Ron scowled, unaware that while Harry and Hermione were going off to have the time of their life at Draft Night Out, he was likely going to be made cuck of by Neville Longbottom. This reading and Draft Night Out is brought to you by Sleeperwire, Eat Sleep Fantasy, Draft Party USA, and Prestige Sports Memorabilia. I'm still stuck on Neville Longbottom. <laughs> Since like he had a long penis. That's, hey, that's that joke. Girthy, apparently. Oh, God. <laughs> that's something to think about all right or not good just want to add I guess. just want to add all 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 soulless gingers are, are welcome to draft night out and you will get the ability to party uh with the likes even though even though uh uh she and uh nader won't be there you will so get to party with myself and you missed Smalls. one part of it though that's very important which is it's literally the pregame for my birthday my birthday is august 15th like if you want to have fun with me for my birthday then you have to come through because you know the fantasy community obviously decided that they were uh planning a birthday party for me without knowing yep it's just what i tell well, myself 
Okay, that's fair. I wasn't invited to the to the draft night out. Mm. Like we're, we're we're advertising for it. I still wasn't invited to it. Right. You all, you know, you also think I'm a beat writer and like I, <laughs> I, I you know, I'm just a Giants fan. You know, I'm looking here. There's all these nice words written about me. Finally pulled up the show sheet and I I'm a beat writer. <laughs> beat writer. That's why. <laughs> no. It happens sometimes, you know. Be the, you know, it, when something negative happens, you just got to say, "Hey, you know, it'd be that way, though." Let's just roll with the punches. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the Philadelphia Eagles recap in the 2020 season: four, eleven, and the legendary tie: twenty-six in point score, twenty-fourth yard gain, twenty-eighth most passing yards, ninth in rushing yards. Not that bad. A little sneaky stat for everybody. I mean, Miles Sanders had a hundred, I mean, 876 yards of six touchdowns. Travis Fulgham, out of all people, led the team in receiving with 539. Greg Ward, out of all people, don't even know who he is, led the team with 53 catches and six touchdowns. Carson Wentz, I iconically known to being the Colts quarterback through for 2,600 <laughs> yards, 16 touchdowns and 15 interceptions before getting replaced by the new quarterback, Jalen Hurts. All right. So this seems a dumpster fire. Carson Wentz a lot of credit. I don't know if he should be <laughs> iconically the Colts quarterback. He's a crime baby. <laughs> he hasn't even thrown a Colts pass yet. That, that's how iconic he is. Like, yeah, I tell you, yeah. if you if you say to me, name a Colts quarterback, Carson Wentz, he's number one. You know, exactly. Then uh, the Manning, Unitas, they're all they're all down the line. But never Carson heard of her. Forget Rivers. Never heard of her. It's true. Yes. So I mean, Jalen Hurts, he, he's the most for me. He's the most intriguing player I would be going for, especially in a redraft league. This it's it screams underwhelming. This roster. I don't know about you guys. You guys aren't the ex- no, I'm just kidding. You guys, of course, are the experts. Ron boys, we'll start with you. I mean, is there anybody that you are targeting, especially in redraft? Um, that's not named Jalen Hurts. Is that yeah. any- okay? Because I'm sure you don't just want me to repeat exactly what you just said. There we go. Um, <laughs> no, no, I'm I'm more than likely going to 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 fade um this this team completely. Um, I mean, if you know, I'm I'm super desperate at running back, and I and you know, Miles Sanders is is available. Uh, then I'll I'll take it, but I mean it's like an RB two or like a flex play. But am I going out of my way to get a Philadelphia Eagle that is not Jalen Hurts on my team? Absolutely the hell not. So right now Zach Ertz is still a tight end for the Eagles. Of course, he's been rumored to be traded, but uh, are we still not interested in him? No, Benjury's because. Yeah, it really depends on, on where Ertz goes, and I don't believe that, that he will be in Philly um, this upcoming season. Uh, Goddard is interesting. Dallas Goddard is interesting, but you can grab him, you know, fa- fairly, you know, later. Um, he's going pretty much right after, you know, you see Kyle Pitts and Andrews go, um, and then he's right there with that Hawkinson kind of kind of range. I could maybe see myself gra- grabbing a piece of, of Goddard, but again, not like super anxious. Um, there's other options out there. All right, let's get a couple of this or that's going real fast. Because, you know, I like my this or that's. I like my ADPs. We'll start with Miles Sanders. Shan, help me out here. We we delved into this one pretty deeply three of the last uh, four episodes. But um, let's have a look here. There's five running backs all going in consecutive picks. They are Antonio Gibson, who we'll obviously cover in more depth later, Najee Harris, Miles Sanders, Josh Jacobs, and Clyde Edwards-Alaire. They are the RBs 15 through 19. 
Which of those would you prefer to have on your team? Every single one of them aside from Miles Sanders. I would go any of those. Oh, Miles Sanders and Josh Jacobs is where the, is where the debate really comes in. Um, and then I could, I, I would, I would more likely go, go Jacobs. Um, I interviewed both players, um, both amazing guys have nothing against either one, but just for what they're going to produce for me in fantasy football, uh, there are other options that I can go ahead of them or either pivot around to make sure that they don't end up on my team. Steffi. I want nothing to do with Sanders. Like I could care less about him. I think, you know, I think they also have really two great options in Boston Scott and in, you know, in Gamewell. I, I'm picking up Gamewell all over the place in Dynasty. I think that he will be a surprising snag for them because uh, you know, the Eagles, everyone can talk about they have all this depth. They don't have depth. Sanders has been underwhelming. Kiss my butt on that. I don't care. You know, Boston Scott has proven to be actually a really functional running back when he was given the option. Uh, but out of these, you know, I, I am falling into the Najee Harris trap. I do think that he's a special talent. I think on film, it's very obvious. He's not like everyone else. And no matter what team he goes on, even if it is the Steelers who hadn't in a two run ball entirely, uh, he is a person that will run the ball, even if that inability is there. You know, he's a, he's a, a different type of person. Uh, you know, Big Ben is going to, his arm strength is just going to keep dying out we're not going to be able to keep up uh with the air yards the way that they have so Najee is going to get the ball uh so you know in dynasty Najee and uh you know redraft gibson my only concern with gibson is this toe thing uh but either way gibson's a fantastic person to have on on either side so you just have to prepare and redraft a little bit more just in case it does nag him so let's see, Miles Sanders in 12 games, because he was injured, he only played 12 games, mustered up wow. 867 rushing yards and 200 receiving yards. So, I mean, he did put up a thousand yard season. That's nothing to scoff at, I guess, at this right. point. Um, I think I think what sets Miles Sanders apart is how terrible his division is he's going against. So you're going to get pretty decent matchups other than the Washington football team. They're of course going to be a little bit tougher, but I mean, it's still manageable. So he, that has something that he has going for him. I would take him over Josh Jacobs because I mean, while I don't think Jacobs gets suspended for driving, I believe under the influence, no. uh, I, uh, I, I, it would scare me a little bit. I know the NFL has handed down suspensions for less. So, uh, Jacobs Josh also Jacobs finished good. as a top eight running back last season. In some yes, but formats. so he doesn't and get I think that Jalen Hurts has proven in four games that he's either going to panic or throw the ball. So it's exactly. either going to throw the ball to Devontae Smith or run for your life. And I think that's going to take away from uh, his success. So I think he only was successful because Carson Wentz sucks. Um, and that's my only reason for putting Jacobs ahead because I think that he's still, uh, even though he has a mirror image over there with, uh, whoever they brought on for free agency, and, but I do think his success came from Carson Wentz being not good. And with that being said, I mean, let's, 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 let's go into a little bit of X's and O's here. I mean, you know, when you, when you bring in and you draft a dynamic player like Gainwell, we've all seen the film. I mean, well, we, we all should have seen the film if we're actually doing, doing our jobs right. But, um, you know, if we've all, you know, seen the film of Gainwell, he's a very dynamic player. He can be utilized in a lot of different jet sweeps, jet, jet sweep scenarios, out of the backfield scenarios. So where that is going to eat into Miles Sanders. And I do think that 
that Gainwell is going to produce and he's going to get he's going to get touches in that offense. You know, because of the because of those abilities. You know how you mentioned earlier with uh with with, with, with Raheem Moser, how a lot of those backs they cannibalize each other. You know, in jet sweep actions and, and play action scenarios and things of that nature. We're going to see a lot of that transfer over, you know, here in, in Philadelphia when now they have a per, have personnel like that in Gainwell. Something also to remember is the Eagles did sign carry on Johnson. While he it has been immensely underwhelming, it's just something else to also think about that that could just be another person. If he, As long as he's taken four to five touches away, then, I mean, that, that's a huge fantasy impact from this standpoint and i will just make a comment as we are this is nfc east talk uh the giants did finish in the top 10 uh defend and defensively so let's not act like they are not going against a hard defense because they have secured a that secondary is very scary it's james bradbury they also have coming back they have a dory jackson there's weapons over there they're number nine depending where so they are facing other than dallas a hard defense all right okay We'll, we'll discuss that We'll discuss it. When we get to the Giants, we can get to the Giants. She's right. She's right. Yeah, no, no, she's 100% right. She's 100% right. Washington is the only defensive threat that they're facing. That's not it. <laughs> uh, uh, all right. All right. Well, when we get to the Giants, we'll discuss the Giants. So Devontae Smith, of course, he's going to be a top dynasty target. What about redraft? Are we? Is he just kind of like a, a dart throw? Is he actually target? Is he just kind of irrelevant? Is is? Would you rather have Rieger? Oh. Um, so with so I think that 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 fantasy enthusiasts will 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 go for the Devonte Smith, um, just because there's a lot more upside and Rieger just had burned had burned so many so many you know fantasy players last year. Um, with that being said, though, it's probably not going to happen until a little bit later because typically in redraft, the psychology of the fantasy player is usually to go with what they know. Um, and then later, you know, you'll go and you'll gamble, you'll, 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 you know, it's based off a of risk assessment, you may, you know, take that risk, but you're correct in saying, utilizing the term dart throw. There we go. I don't go think ahead, Smith you. is a dart throw this year. Like he's going way too early to be considered that he's the wide receiver 27 off the board at the moment. That's a spot ahead of Brandon. IU. That's ridiculous. Like no one in their right mind is going to be drafting Devonta Smith there. I think like, let some uh, Eagles homer or or some someone who's not as plugged in as you, dear listener, uh, take that take that risk because you know to me Rager's the dart throw. He's the guy who's going, you know, basically undrafted. That if you want someone with upside, you know, he's got speed and he's been in the offense an extra year, I suppose. But then again, they got a new offensive coordinator. So so who's to say? But I'm. I've got no interest in Smith. I'm fine with him for Dynasty. I really liked him. I think the potentially the issues with his BMI and all that sort of crap is overblown. Um, he's an excellent football player. Uh, I don't love the situation, but you know, I think in in this sort of situation, talent wins out. And I think there's every chance that you know, as as much as I think Hertz is a value this year and potentially the cheapest you know, top five or six quarterback you might get. I think there's equal likelihood that he flames out and they're picking early and next year it's, the, you know, he's catching passes from like a, a Keaton Slovis or something like that. And that's obviously going to be much better for his his value than, a, you know, whatever this run-first offense is going to be. But um, I, I totally echo those thoughts on Gainwell as well. I think, it, you know, he's... I think we're going to see enough from him 
to put the the fear of God up Miles Sanders owners uh, and and excitement from the people who are drafting him late in, in dynasty drafts. And like, I love nominative determinism as well. And his name's Gainwell. That's good enough for me. <laughs> he's gonna get he's gonna get the gains well. I like it. I like it. Gain well by name, gain very well by reputation. Okay. All right. On that note, we're going to move on to the Dallas Cowboys because they're probably, hmm, I shouldn't, how should I say it? One of the more interesting (laughs) fantasy options, considering last year, at one point, they were supporting three basically wide receiver ones. Of course, they still had Zeke. Dak was lighting it up for 40 points per game until all of a sudden his toe bent the wrong way. Ah. I mean, 17th in points scored. Their stats, it's skewed because it's going to be a completely different offense once Dak is there. Now, Zeke, of course, he was the outlier with how many times he decided to fumble the ball. Still had 979 rushing yards and six touchdowns. Amari Cooper, 92 catches, over 1,000 yards. And, of course, Lamb, Gallup all had five touchdowns. I mean, we discussed before how when you have three optimal receivers, you should always go with the cheapest one. But is that the case here? I don't oh, think yeah. so. As much as I love Michael Gallup, and I've been trying to buy him ever in Dynasty, so I think he's an excellent football player. He's going to be free agent after this season, and he's going to be somewhere else and you know, kicking ass there. I think it's Amari Cooper um, in, in this case. As much as I loved TD Lamb last year, I think Cooper is... A ball. He's shown himself to be basically QB proof, and um, and that connection is there. Um, it might be a little bit of um, you know what he's done in the past, and uh, and the the big games he's won me in the past. But no, I um, I love Cooper. And it, you know, just goes to show last year, ninety two catches and you know over a thousand yards. As good as Lamb was, as good as Gallup was, Cooper's still the alpha there. Steffi. So I love Ian Cooper, not to be like disagreeing, but he did just have surgery, hasn't made it through OTAs, didn't make it through minicamp, not a fan, don't love it. Um, they're being very quiet about what he did have done. I still like Coop for redraft, but like in my dynasty leagues and not who I'm going for as far as someone that I'm drafting. I'm all in on CD Lamb. I think that with CD Lamb was the numbers he was able to put up. Uh, without Dak, who at one point, you know, I hate on pace. I think it's the most overused, ridiculous term ever that fantasy analysts, people, whatever you want to call everyone, uses. But 6,700 yards, that's a different type <laughs> of on pace, right? Like we're talking about that's yardage. <laughs> uh, like the dude's going to ball out, take away 2,000 of those yards. It doesn't matter. They have to go somewhere. Um, and I think a lot of them are going to go to CD because I think we saw Zeke uh not playing the way that Zeke has played and I think that they have overpaid him and they're gonna keep forcing right. the ball. Uh so hopefully he pulls together for them. Uh but I think you also have someone like Tony Pollard who comes in and is showing a lot of uh opportunity there to be a fantastic running back. So I think CD Lamb will end up being the breadwinner. But again, this is a this Dallas Cowboys offense is stacked. I mean, they're going to be a fast pace, points ahead, all over it. Like, I'm all in on their offense. Their defense will be their problem, and then the more you have them on the field, 
the more likely that people get hurt, the more that things don't go the way that you want. So uh, the Dallas Cowboys are, are, you know, they're an interesting, it's going to be interesting what ends up happening with them because the talent is there. I'm not butt in on the defense. You know, you can draft whoever you want and it's not, it's, they don't have depth there on the defense. One person gets hurt on defense they're screwed. Like they don't, they don't have the backups there. Um, so it'll be interesting. They don't have backups and I'd argue they don't even have starters. CD lamb, yeah. in my opinion, would be I the guy be I want. Yeah. You, you, you tried saying it politically. I, I just said it how, how, how it <laughs> yeah. probably Their should have been is said. Not good. It's not going to be good. It's the talent in the world, but that, you know, it's just like the Falcons the defense blows and you can't get very far if your defense blows. And let's, let's keep in mind narratives do play a, a, a role in this. And this is a very, you know, media front facing organization. They, Gave CD Lamb the, the, the number 88, and they have, they call it the Dallas Cowboys 88 Club. Okay. Drew Pearson, Michael Irving, you know, just to name a couple of guys that wore that number 88 and were great Cowboys receivers. If, and the fact that, that Cooper's on, on a one year deal, they're going to definitely be moving on from Cooper come next year. CD Lamb's going to be the guy. They're putting him on season tickets, they're utilizing him to keep asses in seats. They are marketing around CD Lamb. They, they are, which means they are in turn going to make sure that his stat line is super impressive. So take it for what you will. You can utilize that narrative any which way. They are going to force feed CD Lamb the ball because they are going to make sure that he is their prize, their prize possession, their prize money maker. Can we cut up? Can we get a couple of this or that's for CD Lamb? Yeah, let's uh, let's do some CD Lamb. So he's currently what the wide receiver. Broke this. He did something as a rookie, but I can't. I'm trying to pull it he, up right now. I can't think. Of I it. think it was consecutive games with over five catches. I think it might. Have, I think it might be and, something and, like and that. It's something like that because that's partly why I got bought in. Not to interrupt you, but because like he played with like whatever. QB like imagine if you bring in Dak who is one of you know he's fantastic I think people forgot because he got hurt like so you add that level of a quarterback to someone that already was able to have that success um I think you know is he to the moon in my opinion I was the one who pissed people off back in the day when Dak got drafted because I was like look at his film look at his film at Mississippi State that boy nasty like, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I was like, oh, I'm right now. I'm like, oh, I'm right. Like, look at you. Huh? But yeah, this or that. <laughs> no, I'm, uh, I, I'm with you. In fact, now I seem like the idiot who pinned his colors to the uh, Amari Cooper mask, but forever Amari. Um, so CD Lamb's the wide receiver 24. <laughs> Personally, before we do this or that, you can't go past that value, um, especially given some of the other names around him. So uh, let's say CD Lamb or Tyler Lockett. CD Lamb. Oh, CD Lamb. See, that's see, that's not that's not even I, hard. That's easy. Because Tyler, because Lockett, I am not a fan yeah. of. Other than Chris Carson, uh, I am having a hard time digesting all of them this year. So uh, that that gives you your answer for rest. Well, he's a long way up. CT Lamb or DK Metcalf? Redraft. Oh, yep. DK. 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 Yeah. CD. But 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 you still but once again, so going back to so, so so when you ask Lockett, you still either way with DK, you are now wondering, even if you do pick DK over CD, you're still sitting back like, so is it gonna be a Lockett week or is it gonna be your week, DK? Yeah, that's why so with Metcalf, <sighs> this is when I decided last season I was out because secondaries figured him out. Washington, the Rams, 
the Cardinals, the Giants, they shut him out. Like talking going from 20 plus points to three points a week. I don't want to deal with that headache and redraft. No, thank you, Metcalf. Like if you can get shut down that easily, you can't get me eight points. You're talking four points it's, sometimes. No, I'm done. Okay. Not in redraft. Too much of a headache. <laughs> it's the part. It's the part where his size kind of kind of is a bit of a disadvantage because you know the bigger you are that's more space as a corner i can you know take my hands and i can jam and i can you know get get on you so because he is such a big target and he and he has such a big you know you know uh uh, uh like like shelf like a like pad shelf the corners are able you know just just play him close and man him up you know well not man him up but you know just make sure they can play they can play him close you definitely play off fucking dk Do not jam that man no no the only issue with dk is of course, he's going to always take the number one corner. And, mm -hmm. of course, with Amari Cooper on your side, he's going to be the one that does that. And when you're going against Jalen Ramsey twice a year, and, of course, when he got shut down by the Cardinals, it was by Patrick Peterson. Now he's gone. So, I mean, that can he's be debatable. Now. Yes, yeah. correct. So well, uh, I don't even know what their schedule looks like. But it, it, there were several weeks. Like, we're talking Washington what? did it. The Giants did it as well. Bradbury. Like, it's not I mean, just Washington. <laughs> When you've got um, a limited skill set, like Metcalf does a lot with the tools he has, but you get found out if you haven't got that, um, you know, if you've got a fairly shallow bag of tricks, it, it's pretty easy to, to put a stop yeah. to it. And I think people found that out. Um, I'll give you another either or while Steffi is <coughs> for whatever she's looking for. Uh, CD Lamb or Kenny Golliday? Uh, CD Lamb. CD Lamb. What's Kenny Golliday's yeah. ADP? Before we go uh, on, spoilers for later okay, in the so, episode. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, he's currently wide receiver 21, <laughs> ADP of 50. In redraft? Yeah, yeah, this is uh, data from. That's, that's uh, especially, coming off, especially coming off the injury and going to, to, to the team that he went to. That's, that is way too high. What he's like 40 or something in Dynasty. He's going so late. Wait, yeah. <laughs> Uh, he is going in the, let me find it. It is in my notes. So uh, he's going in the mid fifth round. Mid fifth round. Wow. That's. Ooh. All um, right. Before we, before we move on for the Cowboys, I was just going to say as much of an issue as Zeke's fumbling was last year, he's always been a fumbly guy. You know, that's he's had, this is the third time in how many seasons he's had more than five fumbles. So it's not like it's a massive, he's gone from being Mr. Ball security to like, Edward Butterhands, but um, it happens when you look like an Ewok. Yeah, <laughs> but I um, I think he's like for the for the same reasons that you said about CD Lamb. They the Cowboys are, you know, they're such a public facing organization that they got to save face from time to time, and they you know they paid up they paid up Zeke. They're going to give him the ball in the red zone, and I'm interested to see what sort of confidence uh, Dak has in his ankles now that, you know, he's coming back from getting shit mixed last year mm -hmm. that, you know, is he going to be taking off? Is he going to be scrambling? Are they going to be handing it to Zeke Molino? I've been teasing this article for, I feel like a month because it feels like I've been writing for that long about what the Cowboys are going to do in the red, the Cowboys are going to do in the red zone this year. But basically I think that they went out and they signed Simi Fahoko, who is, you know, absolutely massive, can't fucking catch, but he's huge. Uh, and they signed three UDFAs who are all six foot four or bigger, big red zone weapons because they're really not sure how they're going to go in the red zone. They haven't had a red zone weapon since uh, Dez. And 
for all of their good work up until the 20. They, they've struggled to, to get it in there without Zeke. So I think there is something to all of it. And, you know, maybe it is Tony Pollard. Maybe he's going to be the guy who picks it up. But there's something definitely happening uh, for me in Dallas that they're not happy about now trying to address. There we are. I mean, the red zone work has always been Zeke's forte. Zeke, you could always count on maybe 190 yards rushing and a touchdown and a couple of receptions here and there. And that's what made Zeke one of the most elite RBs you can get, especially in redraft first round, top three pick. Of course, now it's going to change this year with the uncertainty. But I mean, if it goes all back to normal, I think Zeke might be a phenomenal value pick. Where's he going? He's the RB8. He's RB8. going about the, the 10th or 11th off the board at the moment. I haven't seen him uh, go you... lower than 103 or 104 in my really? all my drafts so far. Yep. He's getting taken way too high for me. Not my cup of tea. 108, yeah, for sure. But 103, 104, nope. Yeah, sign me up at the back end of the first, I think. you know. Yeah, sign me like, up there. We've, you know, we've done the – whether it's going to be eight RBs to start a draft – in a, in a lot of leagues and a lot of home leagues this year, uh, would you rather Zeke or Aaron Jones? A A wrong. Yeah, Aaron, because I think even without Rogers there, I, you know, you take Rogers out of the equation, Jones going to eat all day, and then without Jones, he's still going to eat just for what twenty hours instead of twenty four. You know, so I, I think either way, Jones is going to be he's going to be the guy. Zeke makes me very nervous. Uh, I know everyone is very still high on him, but I, I'm just not in on it. I'd rather actually have Najee Harris. Than- last year, last year was the first time that I that I had rostered Zeke, and it'll be the last time that I ever rostered Zeke. <laughs> last year's unfortunate, you know, it's unlucky, and I think no, I think, because everyone else did fine. No, I, they need when you need a change of pace, and he, of course, change of pace backs typically end up doing better when the starter does worse, because I mean teams can just lock in on him. And mm-hmm. of course they psychologically see, Oh, Zeke's on the field. Let's lock him up. Tony Pollard. He's not much of it. I mean, you would assume he's not much of a threat. Mm, I'll take Zeke. Give me Zeke over a Aaron. Mm. I'm, um, I'm liking the, the sort of double tap you can do at the end of the first round with um, uh, Zeke. And then coming back for Austin Eckler early in the second, I wrote an article about the charges this week. I'm fully convinced that, yeah, Eckler's going to have a an absolute gangbuster season. Get some nice passing work there. So, oh, yeah. you know, if you're kicking off your draft with those two, I mean, shove your zero RB up your up your ass. There we go. <laughs> I like that. I like that. I can't stand zero RB. Oh, I hate that. I hate that strategy. Uh, enough ranting about them. The New York I'm not Giants. giving you no more attention. <laughs> the New York Giants. All right, Steffi, I'm going to hand you the floor. This this one's all yours, right? I don't need the floor. Hey, come on. Nah, too, too late. I already gave it to you. Well, about what? What do you want to know about? You already you think not- the defense sucks, even though we have like a top, top seven, top five uh, secondary in the league, but apparently it sucks. So. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, fine. Six and 10 record, 31. In points scored. Maybe this is why you wanted me to do it. And yards gained. 29th in passing yards. 19th in rushing yards. Wayne Gallman led the team with 682 yards. Six touchdowns. Darius Slayton, out of all people, led the receivers with 751. Oof. We're talking running backs here. Three touchdowns. Sterling Shepard, 66 catches. Three touchdowns. Daniel Jones. Ah, 
hair under 3,000 passing yards, 11 uh, Before we go on too far, what, what was your contention on uh, Daniel Jones there, Steffi? I, I don't have a contention. I'll make my case at the end here. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I was just going to say, this is where I got the one rushing touchdown. This is now where you guys... Pass judgment without realizing. So I'll do my spiel once you finish your spiel. And then she's going to be pissed at me and it's going to be okay. No, it's okay. I don't care anymore. <laughs> I know. I love you. It's okay. <laughs> Is there any other uh, shitty stats you want to mention? Oh, um, oh, you know what? Here, I actually, I wanted to see, and I, I checked the yards after catch statistic, and the Giants are 31st, and only mm-hmm. the Baltimore Ravens are worst, and they don't really for, pass the ball. So, so for our second and third string, right? Like, we don't have a wide receiver one or a running back one. Yes. Right? And we yes. have the youngest O-line in the whole yes. league. And we have See, Jason I, I was Garrett, that. And we have Andrew Thomas playing yes. on a broken foot. And we have uh, Cam Fleming, who is the worst O-lineman in the entire league. We have Nick Gates, who is under center for the first time, has never played the position. Um, Evan Ingram led in targets. He lost the team 35 points. Uh, he actually was in top five most drops. There was 22 drops this Over year. History. He dropped 11 of those. Darius Slayton is the second most targeted player on the team. He's not a wide receiver one, not a wide receiver two. He's a wide receiver three. Uh, he lost an additional 11 points. That's 46 points right there. The New York Giants lost those middle few games by only six points. Um, any more questions? Should I go on? Because I can continue. No, no, no. Keep going. It's it's the this is the floor that I'm talking uh, they, about here. Take- with her. Uh, Saquon and Daniel Jones have only played ready. Daniel Jones has started 26 games. Of those 26 games, he's, he's only had, had Saquon in for 11. 11. 11. Okay? Repeat 11 that? Repeat of that Sorry, I didn't hear this. You guys don't, can't judge the Giants. The fact that they won six games is shocking. I thought we'd win four. Uh, so this team is very underrated, and I think it is complete crap that everyone is giving them a lot of shit because they actually so the reason why y'all get a lot of shit all right is because one just just how, how how new yorkers are you know so like like it's fun to get new yorkers riled up um, oh i don't care yeah. it's a thing I, i'm realistic you know that i thought we were winning four games we won six I mean, but you know, and then it's also like, like, like you guys are, are one of like New York city, just in general, like football aside is one of the biggest media markets in the world. So like any chance that that people can like, like, like go at, you know, New York, anything, they do it, you know? Uh, But that aside, I mean, my, my take on the giants really just comes down to, I don't think that. Daniel Jones is is, is, is is this team's franchise quarterback. I, I just don't think he's a franchise quarterback, um, not just for the Giants, for, for any organization. Uh, once yeah. again... Um, I said the same thing about Eli Manning, but I have uh, two rings and uh, happiness from him, so it doesn't I, matter. I always, was, felt that, I always felt that Eli, Eli Manning had 20 turnovers in, in the year he won the Super Bowl. 20! <laughs> but I've always felt like felt like like Eli Eli could could be could be a franchise QB. Like, like he, he could be a guy that, you know, you can, yeah. you know, you, you can utilize you can build around you know daniel jones i just don't i i don't feel that way um when's the last time that we saw a quarterback come out of duke university and really turn up in the nfl duke university is not a football school you know so he's not to, to have the tangibles 
to to be a, a the, the New York Giants franchise QB to, to be New York who, needs. I just who, don't Robbie, think. Robbie, Robbie, what? Just one last thing. I'll shut my mouth after this. Who is the best deep ball passer in the league? Got him. Okay. Who's he the has, best, he has who a is good, the best deep arm. ball passer that Josh has Allen. never had a wide receiver one? Who say his name and tell me where what university he went to. Jones, he's never been given an actual opportunity with Saquon with a real O-line. People need to the give him a shot. Point. We have the shoddy only. quarterbacks that take people to Super Bowls all the time. Jimmy Garoppolo. Here we go. We'll talk yeah, about Garoppolo did it. Joe Flacco did it. Quarterback. Flacco he's did fine. Yes, he's you don't need a great quarterback. No. Let's prove that. You don't always win a Super Bowl with a great and quarterback. fucking Fouts took the, the Chargers to a Super Bowl in the it 90s. It doesn't matter. Listen, I watched Eli Manning be horrible season after season after season. Yeah. After season. But then he got to the playoffs and he great. So it's fine. You know, and the thing is, everyone can laugh. Daniel Jones this, Daniel Jones that. It doesn't matter because we have draft capital up the ass. So if he sucks... We just toss him to the side. We have two first rounds, two third rounds, and two fourth rounds, 10 total picks. It doesn't matter because they built the defense up. So this team's in a good position. If we if we lose, what, we win seven games last next year? Cool. I'll be pumped. <laughs> hey, well, y'all ain't winning the damn division. I know that damn much. Well, right. I mean, to be fair. Baby. <laughs> Who won? To be fair, this division hey, is, is, hey, is, 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 isn't. This is the first good. year. This is the first year that, that that a team is going to repeat the division. Mark no, it has. Since this will be yes. This will be Y'all the first time. No, it, it, it won't. First time. No, this will be the first time. It really won't. This will be the first time since two thousand four. It really the same won't. team has repeated. Yes, it will. It is so, happening. I'm, so I'm gonna it. die. I'm I'm gonna die on the Daniel Jones Hill. I think he's a phenomenal quarterback. I think he is a. I think after this year, he will be. No, no, no. That, I still, I still don't follow you on Twitter. Is it because we got off on the wrong foot? No, no. I, I still don't follow writer. you on Twitter, by the way. I still don't. He <laughs> um, <laughs> still thinks you're a beat writer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if I was a beat writer, <laughs> you'd have a lot. I, um, you'd have a lot of money. Oh, I quite like. I, I want Jones to succeed. I want every player in the NFL to succeed. I'm, I'm just a nice guy like that, and I think. You know, you sort of hit the nail on the head there, Robbie. He's got all these weapons around him for the first time. Or might have been Steffi who said that. Your voices sound very similar to me. What? Um, you, <laughs> 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 thanks. I, thanks I, I sound like a chick. Thanks. It's because um, I'm surrounded by testosterone and now I'm like turning into a guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it, it was it was more along the look. Well, he's going to get a rare opportunity that not a lot of quarterbacks get. And that is a chance to prove it in an offense where you should be able to play well. You know, we see so many rookies, so many guys like Donald come in and flame out because he's just got no one around him. And we're going to find out about Donald here, but we're going to find out about Daniel Jones as well and go, well, if you know, same with Hertz, if they suck, they're going to be picking at the top of the draft anyway. And they're going to get a, some kid in who's going to have all these weapons around him. They can reload, but you know, jo Jones has showed enough that he's, got the potential to be fantasy relevant, um, but he needs to get better at a lot of things. He needs to be good at to be a quarterback. Um, and I think he needs an offensive coordinator that's going to tailor that game plan to him as well. So if we to say he hasn't had a, a wide receiver one or wide receiver two, where's like, where are they trying to make a Daniel Jones centric offense? Are they trying to make him do things that he, he can't do, doesn't want to do? And, you know, I, I, I said it 
before. He's only had three games in his career where he hasn't had a turnover. That's a real fucking concern. You've got to look after the ball. You can go to the Super Bowl with an underwhelming quarterback. You're asking him to work with not a lot. Also, Jason Garrett is waste to to football. He should be coaching high school football or he should be a head coach. He is not an offensive coordinator. He's trash. They shouldn't have got rid of Shermer. Shermer should have stayed. You know, you don't you don't switch coaches on a new guy like that. It's ridiculous. Like Jason Garrett might mess around. Jason Garrett is a disgrace. You know, uh, how many Ingram reverses do you want Ingram to draw? Like, you want to Ingram reverse me to death on third and six another damn time bro like talk about a vanilla playbook but here you go you got everything you need okay okay hey, you got it. um and i've never seen a team as far as as long as i've been a football fan which is my entire I've life i've never seen a team so, on a tight end reverse as as, as, long, <laughs> as long as i have been a football fan literally from what i can remember actually understanding it I have never seen a team bring in so many coaching personnel on an offseason. They are planning to fire his ass week four if he doesn't pull it together. It's it's happening. They didn't they didn't upgrade uh, Freddie Kitchens. They'll get rid of him. Uh, you know he came in, he came in with Columbo. I, I called the Columbo firing. It's probably my best call ever in all of football. I called that happening. It did and, make it go viral. And, and you know he came in with him. He was a Mara hiring. Jason Garrett is on, he is on, you know, the hot seat there. And I think bringing in Rudolph, he's a sneaky value for everyone. Uh, you can get him off waivers, very cheap. He's basically, he's actually free. Um, he is going to end up doing fantastic. I think Ingram had 112 targets for one receiving touchdown. Uh, last year, Kyle Rudolph had 37 targets for one receiving. Is that right? Maybe someone fact check me somewhere along those lines. Um, yeah. Uh, so I know my Giants. So there's one thing I do know. I know my Giants. Uh, if Rudolph is even given the opportunity, I think he needed the year prior was like 60 targets for six touchdowns, maybe in 2019. If he's given that opportunity, you give him Jason Garrett, who is obsessed with Jason Witten, like cannot get over him. He tried to force Ingram to be Witten. Ingram is not Witten. Ingram really wants to be a wide receiver, which he is not. And he should have just gone that direction at some point. But I, I think you're going to see Rudolph be someone that's very fantasy relevant this year. So Daniel Jones, he's currently 8 and 19 as a starter. His. He is undefeated, actually, against the Washington football team. That's their dad. Boys, yeah, I don't know if you knew that, but, you know. <laughs> I, I do know like, that. You know that? Okay, cool. You won't let me forget it. Like, yeah, like, it's all I have, man. Come on. And, and, I, and I, if I were you, I would ride it to my grave. Oh my so, so right now, Daniel Jones, I like him a lot. I like him more than Kyler Murray. I like him more than Dwayne Haskins, of course. I mean, that, that, that's over with there. But okay, well, so yeah, like Jones more than Kyler Murray? Wait, yes. did you bring up Dwayne Haskins? Yeah, because so aren't they the uh, same draft class? I mean, yeah, they were the same draft class, but yeah. Yeah, like yeah uh, Baker Mayfield <laughs> laughed uh, when Haskins got taken, when uh, Jones got taken before Haskins. It's a whole thing. Oh. I'll do anything for Jones to do well just for that moment, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I, I don't, I don't, I like, I would take Jones over Haskins. I wouldn't take Jones over um, Kyler. No, no, I think, Kyler, I mean, this is Kyler's for another time, but I think Kyler's trash. <laughs> 
Really? Yeah, trash? Yeah. yeah, I think he's trash. I think he's trash. Oh, I know we're on for a whole nother pod. Yeah, yeah. If you guys want to be on the NFC uh, NFC West episode, we'll, we'll we sure. can dive, we can dive this one to the fullest of extents. But I mean, uh, I, I think he's Kyler. Trash. I love Kyler. Uh, if he wasn't a running quarterback, I mean, obviously that's his whole forte. But he wouldn't be anything. I love running QBs. Yeah, well, a lot of people for in the fantasy aspect, a lot of people like like running quarterbacks. Just like how I think Lamar Jackson isn't going to be in the league in a couple of years. One's but. never won, won a ring. There's never been a mobile quarterback. Lamar and Kyler yeah. are well, well, different, though. Very different. You know. Yeah, way different. Yeah. I don't think they do not have longevity longevity of success. They have fantasy success, but not NFL success. Oh. And, uh, Hmm. Let's see. Let's see. Very let's see. spicy take there. Uh, I don't. I, the problem is, you guys say it's spicy. I don't. I don't see it as too spicy. So, let's, let's get back onto the fantasy aspect. Of course, now Wayne Gallman is officially a 49er. I don't know how long that's going to be. Now Darius Slayton. I I like Darius Slayton a lot. I have him on and Dynasty. Now your credibility is out the door. No, no. Yeah, I mean, he's he's no Kyler Murray. Darius Slayton. Just wait Darius. till I hit you with my yeah. Darius Slayton spiel. You like my no. giant yeah. spiel? You didn't even get my Darius Slayton. Yeah, I think Darius Slayton is an asshole. I watched that man. <laughs> I watched that man just just completely myrtleize a twelve year old on freaking Madden. And like the toy just I like, do the same. Like he's like, I played with like an NFL player, and I'm like, bro, you know the whole playbook. This isn't fair. This kid knows nothing. Like he's like all fair and love the war. I'm like, okay. yeah. I want to hear kid Darius. To I, I'm ready for Darius Slayton, so I can tell you why Darius Slayton is screwed. Okay, let's hear it. Besides the fact that they draft. Well, I want you to. Say, I want you to. T- I want to hear why you like. Oh, him. I I just like Darius uh, Darius Slayton. I think he has all the tools to be mm-hmm. a phenomenal wide receiver, and I I think with him and Daniel Jones, I think they can have that connection better than a Galladay connection, better than a. Yeah, uh, Saquon connection. I, I think it's there's no real statistic to back it up other than a gut feeling, and I like my gut feeling. Um, so if I told you, like between us, okay, it's all, it's all public information though. Don't no, worry. it's off the record. Um, off the record. If I told you that Darius Slayton had a fifty two point one percent completion rate with eleven points lost, you feel you yeah. still feel so. Yeah. St- Wrongly. Yeah, I'm gonna die on it's it's okay. the same hill of the Daniel Jones is elite hill. And he's gonna go into the dust and then he'll get traded and hopefully he'll go to the 49ers and you can root for him and then cry the way he would <laughs> cry. No, no. It, it, there's there's a difference of coaches between a Shanahan and whoever's the, co- the coach of the Giants. There's a mm. difference. Shanahan uh, makes dart in the gold. Chill and judge, but <laughs> yes, uh, Jason Garrett is very. Shanahan's my favorite offensive mind in the entire league, so I will not discredit him. But so I mean, Wayne Gallman, of course, he's gone. Golden Tate is currently a free agent, and uh, I mean, of course, they did sign John Ross and of course Kenny Galladay. Uh, should I be worried about John Ross? Do I even care about him? No one cares. I'm dying John on John Ross Hill. I don't care. Like I was in on him. <laughs> As a bounce back candidate, like I know he sucks. I know he's only fast. I know he can't stay fit. But like at this point, he's free, and I'm I'm you know this far down the road with it. I think if he can stay fit, we saw what um, Herbert could do with a traditional field stretcher roll, open it out underneath, bloody bloody blah. We might see that with John Ross. He's clearly got ability. Can't put it together. So. Why the hell not with the genius offensive mind that is Jason Garrett? 
Um, so I think very... that's what benefits him is that Jason Garrett is so simple minded. I don't think that the Giants are very fantasy friendly other than Daniel Jones and Saquon. Uh, I, I don't I, and Rudolph. I, I would argue Rudolph. I think I I prefer over these other guys. I think that Jason Garrett is going to have so many options, and that's going to be the the only advantage that they have. So, uh, you know, if Ross gets a touchdown a game, not surprising. If Galladay gets one to two a game, and then Rudolph gets X, you know, so it, I think they're going to spread the playbook is what's going to end up happening. You know, you have all these options now. You still have Dante Pettis who's over there. People forget that they brought <laughs> him over. Uh, there's options. Yeah. I like him. I, I watched him when I was still at college, and I think he's going to be, you know, using him on special teams is something. I, I watched him in college. He has the talent to do it. And he did good at the end of the season when he actually played. He's got no heart. And I yeah, realize that sounds like such an old man take, mm. but like that, that's, that's the word around. He's just, he's just not tough. And like for all of the he faults of NFL players is you go, you got to go when your number's called. And I think, right. you know, Pettis sleeps with the light on. Right. And, and we haven't even mentioned Sterling Shepard, who's basically my favorite player on the team. There's also still that there who's coming off of one of his career best years too. So uh, I, I, there's options there. They just, I think they're going to spread the ball too much for them to be super fantasy relevant other than Daniel Jones and Saquon. That's it. But, so I like Shepard too, but you're right. I don't see him getting the volume that's going to make him, uh, him worthwhile. What's mm-hmm. Saquon's ADP? Let's get a couple of this or that's on him. I know, he's like the RB5. RB5? I thought he was. Yeah, what do you know? He's the RB five. Wow. Oh wow! I thought he was higher than that. Okay. 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 Uh, Who's going? Let's see. So, Dalvin Cook or Saquon? I'm guessing is right there. I mean, Uh, we generally do the who's RB two. Yeah, it's we generally we generally do the who's going after him. Would you rather? Okay. Nick Chubb or Barkley? I'll give me Chubb. Yeah, I'll go Chubb. Barkley. Yeah. Uh, Jonathan Taylor. It's not Barkley. Yeah, that no, was not that hard. I, I don't like Barkley, but I'd rather go Barkley. Uh, look, we've already talked about him. I consider Taylor there, though. I, I will be honest. I, no. I, that would be tough for me. There's a weird Jonathan Taylor cult that I don't particularly like. No, like I think weird. he's a fine player, as opposed to a Jonathan Taylor cult, which he is. Um, that people like he's the one. He's my number one in Dynasty and all that. You like it's maybe yeah, just that's that's ch- called being dramatic. Um, the Jonathan Taylor cult is almost annoying as the Antonio Gibson cult. Th- those ones, they're the far worst of the cults. Um, hey, we'll get into that in a second. <laughs> so it's basically, so Saquon's your, your RB5. You're on the clock. We'd, I suppose the question would be, if you're on the clock at four, do you go Barkley or Derek Henry? Derek Henry! Derek Henry. Derek Henry. Derek, come on! He's King Henry. Yeah, in, in redraft? It's hard though. I, I really do, you know, and I'm not trying to be a homer. I do see Saquon coming into this. He's very capable of having a very, very good year. So uh, in redraft, uh, Henry, but I would easily take Saquon without even, I wouldn't even think about it. it it's always going to be Derrick Henry for me, but I am also a Derrick Henry truther. I've been a Derrick Henry truther since the beginning of time, yeah. even when everyone hated him. Um, I've won multiple fantasy championships with Derrick Henry on my roster. I am one of those people like, oh, we've got a championship together. I'm drafting you the next year. Like, I'm one of those people. It is what it is. That's I know fair. that's a bad habit, but I can't help it. I call it the fantasy fraternity. Once you're in the fraternity, you're in for life. That's fair. Like, now, 
Go ahead. So you got to do it. We play the game for fun. You want to win with your guys. Yeah. There we are. So, I mean, Saquon, he has girthy legs. I mean, Derek Henry, he's just girthy. You in general. love that you word, like, girthy, by It's the a way. fun word. It, it, just, really it just comes out the word. Far it's, too much. It's very naughty, by the way, but okay. Oh, sorry. sorry. <laughs> 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 no, it, it's a fun word. It just kind of like rolls off the tongue. <laughs> so the Washington football team, we're going to go on. over them now. But before we, before we oh, go on oh, to okay. the Washington football team, it's one more name on the Giants that I think were, is worth discussing. That's Kadarius Tony. He was wow, the okay, wide receiver four taken, I think, on draft night. There were talks that uh, Urban Meyer really wanted him. What's that, man? He has the ugliest reception perception on the face of the planet, just so everyone knows. Like, his route tree is not mm-hmm. great. But again, the Giants don't need him to do that because they have the weapon. So he's there to be a jackhammer and just get get a touchdown and get the yard. So uh, I think if Aziz went before Kadarius and we took Kadarius in the second round, no one would have said shit. But people hate New York. They hate the Giants. Uh, so you know, we trade down, get another first so that we can secure a quarterback next year if we need to, but it's the end of the damn world. Uh, mm-hmm. you know. But if Urban Meyer gets him, no one's saying anything. So it doesn't matter. I, I have that no, I have no other comment on that. You know, no one it's can tackle him. Running. He's gonna break the tackle. That body control is different. That's how Devontae Smith is. That's how Kyle Pitts is. Those guys. That's why they're different because they they can get out of the way. They're intuitive, high football IQ guys. I I, I need to see better routes. I gotta see better routes. I mean, I gotta, routes. You see, gotta not I played receiver. I played receiver. So, like, when I watch the film, it's just a whole thing. Like, I watch that just like, ugh. Like, I currently, like, ugh. He doesn't like, need it. Not there. He's not expected to do a lot, but get the ball to the, to, to the so, red zone. So, so You're not expected is- to do a lot, but you've taken pick 20. Like, there are so many of these gadget players in this round. Does it matter if we got Aziz? Because he, he should have got taken that, in the first that round. That boy don't dig his heels in the dirt on his cuts. I'm telling you. Okay. <laughs> I don't care. I, listen, I was shocked too, but you pick up another right. first and you told me we get Aziz and Kadarius Tony. I'm chill. That's totally fine with me. I, I see that. Okay. I, I see that logic. I could tell you you could have done that, but instead you uh, used pick 20 on essentially Tavon Austin. So that's exciting. That's um, But in saying that, I feel like Tony's a bit of a sneaky value in <laughs> Dynasty Leagues at the moment. Early on in the process, a lot of people had him obscenely high. And I remember... Um, yeah, then he went to the Giants, like, and then y'all started talking. That's what happens, you know? A player <laughs> goes to the Giants, and you decide you hate him. It's the same thing every year. <laughs> hey. It's all about situation. It's all about no, situation. Right now, when you, yeah. there. Shut up. <sighs> not really. Galladay's there. Sterling Shepard's there. Uh, you and I... You know, you they, and they have I- people. They have great. people. They got but weapons. They're still run first. Guy, so it's great. He doesn't have to be. It's a perfect situation for Steph, you and I. Yeah, you and I worked the draft together. You already <laughs> knew before he. You guys even picked him that I was out. Like I was like, no. I was in. I just not in the first round. You, you I, gotta, I think it's dramatic that he got taken in the first round. And you know, Giants fans. I got unfollowed by probably two hundred people that night because I posted a video. <laughs> All I said was. Uh, I was like, Darius Tony there? Like, I posted a live reaction video and got unfollowed. Like, I didn't say one word about the player. And if they actually follow me, I like his film. I actually think he's going to be fine. He's just never going to be a wide receiver one. That's not his role. His role is to a playmaker. That's it. Like, you're not. And that's how a lot of the, the guys on the team are. Same with Ross. Like, he might get a touchdown a game because they're going to put him in randomly. 
But that's not necessarily no. fantasy viable. No, like, I don't think the Giants are fantasy viable, though. Yeah, I keep that, telling people, y'all crazy. Daniel Jones, Saquon, and Rudolph are all I'm advising. Like, I don't have any other advisements. I think you're insane to take anyone else unless it's a very good fair value. Okay. Yeah, and I, I think that's my, my point on Tony is that he's a first round receiver, like it or not, who's currently going at the back end of sec, like back end of second or, or even early third that's in dynasty early, drafts. No. I think at that point, like, you know, whether you believe in him or not, whether it's a, he's only had one year of production and like, I'm, I don't particularly like Tony. I, you know, even before him being on the Giants, believe it or not, I didn't like him. Um, but I think at that point, you've got to start looking and going, well, that's exceptional value for a player who the NFL clearly think is a first-round talent or even, a, as you say, a top-20 pick talent. So, you know, I think it's all about value, and that that's where the value is, I think, at the back end of, of second-round uh, dynasty drafts. Anyway, wow. I haven't uh, seen him go oh, any earlier than, like, the 11th round. <laughs> oh, yeah. His ADP is basically undrafted. <laughs> It's crazy. All right, it's Seth, crazy. you had your fun. Time to get into the Washington football team. Oh, God. All right. This is going to be another fun one. This is going to be a fun one. All right, so the Washington football team, 7-9, and a nine, lost in a wild call to Tampa Bay. Hey, almost won that game, by the way. 25th in points scored, 30 in yards gained, 25th in passing yards, 26th in rushing yards. God, that was – I think that was worse than the Giants stat line right there. Uh, Antonio Gibson led the team in rushing with almost 800 yards and 11 touchdowns. Terry McLaurin. The, uh, the the man with uh, almost two first names had 87 catches, 1,000 receiving yards, and then Logan Thomas, six receiving Logan touchdowns. Logan Thomas is a man with two first names. Yeah, yes. It, you know you know the rule. You never trust the man with two first names. It's, it, what if you've met anyone who's called anything like McLaurin? It's, it has Lauren in it. <laughs> is it like McLovin? Like, yeah, it's it's yeah. like a Starbucks drink name. Like that's okay. what I expect. Like some Terry McLaurin. I'm like, oh yeah, that sounds like a good Starbucks drink. Uh, <laughs> so Terry <laughs> Four players to start at least one game under center. Alex Smith. I mean, Dwayne Haskins. Yada yada. All that good stuff. So I mean, before before I give our boy the floor here, I might as well explain why I hate Antonio Gibson so much and will not be dealing with him this year or ever, ever, ever probably. So. He, he ran for 115 yards against Dallas Thursday night. I believe this was a uh, Thanksgiving game. And then about six weeks later, he ran for 128 yards against Dallas again. Other than those two games, he averaged 44 rushing yards. That is horrible. And I would argue that they almost got worse on the offensive line. Now, I don't know if you could recall a running back that was successful under Ryan Fitzmagic. I can't. Therefore, Valid point. Therefore, I'm just going to say. Chris Ivory when he was with the Jets. Oh, yeah. Oh, fair, fair. Lord, true, God. true. <laughs> it make me feel old. Oh. <laughs> because of that, I'm going to say, A, I don't think it's a good idea to take Antonio Gibson. He had, I think, an inflated touchdown number. I think that decreases 11 is a pretty high for my taste. And especially when now we're going to have a, a little bit off a passing quarterback, it might regress a little bit. Uh, I, I don't I, want to tell you Gibson. I love, I, I love your take. Um, you know, and in under normal circumstances, you know, you know, me, you follow me on Twitter. Um, yeah, we would, follow each other. We follow each other. Oh yeah. Yeah. We follow <laughs> each other. Um, you know, but um, you know, under normal circumstances, I would agree with the logic. You know, I, I would I would not allow emotion to to sway me. 
Uh, but in this scenario, I'm I'm just solely hooked. I'm solely invested in, in Gibson. I've been invested since since I had I had to do 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 uh, his profile. Uh, you know, before he got drafted uh, uh, last year. Yeah, a year ago. I fucking care. Yeah, right. Yeah, last year. Right. Yeah. Um, yep. but um, fell in love with the film. I love I love the way that they that he could be used. You know, uh, dynamically how I spoke. I, I love running backs that can be used in dynamic. You know, situations both passing in. Uh, running in, you know, anyways, you know, hence why I, I like Gainwell, Pollard, um, give, I love all the Memphis backs like that have came out the last like two, three years of the draft period. Um, because of they, they, they could do multiple different things. With that being said and stated, that aside, you know, Fitzmagic coming in, I'm still wholeheartedly believing in Gibson. Um, I am believing that Coach Rivera wants to pound the rock with this team. I think that is why they have both bulked up the offensive line. Um, you know, with, with, with the way that they have, uh, I, I just I, I have I have wholehearted confidence. McKissick, you know, is now another year older, and he's been in the league forever. You're not going to keep running with that guy. Um, Curtis Samuel probably won't be utilized in the in the jet sweep role really because that was a thing that happened underneath Rule, not Rivera. Rivera uses him to expand the field because of his speed. Uh, so I mean, just a combination of those things. I think that Gibson is still going going to be exactly what he was last year maybe even better it took him a minute to kind of get that step underneath him uh, and yeah i mean yes he did very exceptionally well against the cowboys but against that rivalry i want my team you know fantasy aside i want that to happen so you did your job gibson so be the cowboy killer so let's see they lost their left tackle and then they picked up charles lino jr from the bears who was cut from the bears and the bears Let's say they had a below average to fairly bad offensive line. So I, I don't necessarily consider this a come up on the offensive line. I mean, they we did are, draft, we draft an offensive Sam, guard. We draft yes. Sam Cosby. Yes. Um, and, and we, we maintain a uh, sheriff as well. Mm -hmm. Yes, that is true. It's tough. I mean, they weren't exactly efficient running the ball. And I don't feel like they didn't make enough upgrades around on the offensive line to make me go oh yeah this year is going to be different i don't see i i disagree i i disagree uh but, you know in, in terms of that i i think that cosmos is a badass pick um and we can and we can move him you know um either right or or left um and, and same with leno because he's played the position for so long you know uh sheriff you know maintaining sheriff that was an integral piece that we needed to make sure that we maintained you know he's been one of the better uh, offensive lineman in, in the NFL that we've seen over the last, I want to say five to seven years. Um, you could put him, you, you could put a guy like Sheriff, you know, up there with the, the, um, what's, what's, what's the name that we just lost? Uh, uh, Ter Terrence uh, or Williams. You could put him up there with the Williams. You could put him up there with the Zach Martin. Um, hell, I'll even go as far as the great Joe Thomas, you know, you could put him up there with those guys in, in terms of ranking and, you know, he, he's that, he's that good. So, I think that that that, that we're, we're fine on the line. Um, Fitzpatrick, obviously, you know he's going to air out the ball more. Uh, we're going to lose. He'll he'll lose us for sure, like two to four games, like 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 just off of his turnovers alone. Um, but no, I'm 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 still I'm still sold on Gibson. Like it's just going to be a thing. Like until it actually happens, I'm not changing the tune. Oh, all right, Stephanie. I know I saw you with your hands raised. I'm respectful. I'm respecting. Uh, hey, hey, I like you know, it's so funny. Robbie and I, Robbie, my first chance to ever do a live show. I respect him. He's part of the NFC East. 
you know, yes. it's a hard, hard place to live over here. So, you know what? I'm a huge, and Robbie knows this, I have supported uh, Washington. I almost said they're, you know, the word. Former moniker, yeah. Not the political, not that word. Um, so I support them. I'm a closet Washington fan, the same way that I'm a closet Charger. Like, I, I have these teams. I have, a, yep. a, you know, a feeling towards, and I love Washington. But they pissed me off. Uh, bring on Fitz and not trading up and getting your guy pissed me off. You have a Super Bowl like you have everything you need what more do you need and then you bring on old man Fitz who hasn't played team games since 2000 what 15 I think in 2016 2015 I think he played the full 16 now you want this 38 year old man to play 17 games and take you to the promised land now he's gonna screw your draft place I mean it's Washington I I don't get that and, it's and Washington, they, where old white men go to succeed. <laughs> I don't so, but they don't say hi to you. I swear to God, no, I was about to get that. And then, and then I will smack your ass. Don't. And then you keep freaking Heineken. You trust that off the little bit of fucking sample size that you saw that he's gonna be the guy. He did like, better than Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, and you're also the person <laughs> drafting Jalen Hurts because saw it twelve point two seconds, and you're like. Ah. Like it does not how you figure out if a quarterback is good or not. Yeah, not. Like I'm fucking pissed. I'm pissed. I'm I'm but it is it is what it is, you know. Fit Fitzmagic, this is this is your last ride. Like 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 you know, and there's no, no better last ride. I think that it is. Thirty eight, <laughs> like 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 what like yeah, thirty eight is about about time to retire. He was gonna retire. It's not. I hope you guys yeah. win the NFC because you, uh, to me, are the biggest threat. So it's like y'all want to fuck up and have like the lowest uh, draft position that we could get. That's cool. I'm down with it. Uh, I uh, think Fitz was just a bad move. I was all in on you. Guys. There were so many options there. God, but I have a spicy take that I've been thinking about. If the up? Philadelphia Eagles, this is a new thing. I thought this last night. If the Philadelphia Eagles decide they're going to move on from Hurts, imagine Hurts in Washington. Nah. Mm, that would be so good. That would be so good. I like football. <laughs> I don't care. Everything else aside, that would because, be awesome. Because you know exactly what play that Rivera's immediately going to draw up. He's going to go back. So you're going to roll left. You're going to roll left, McLaurin. You're going to hit a nine route and just chop. Fuck. Oh, <laughs> McLaurin's down there somewhere. Oh gosh! And oh, but then with Curtis Samuel, oh, and then you can now, Madden? You can now you can, yeah. Sorry, oh. not. To, I'm just trying to get your hopes up because then when you guys have I've, like, <laughs> I've always wanted us to have position. a running quarterback. I've always wanted us to have a running quarterback, but I've always, 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 and it just it never works out. Like like the last time when we had RG three, you know, we didn't we didn't know that his knees were were marked for fragile. Okay, but when we had him, like we looked damn good. Like what did we win? We won like twelve games that year. Like. Oh, should, like, have, should have beat the Seahawks. Yeah, we should have beat the Seahawks if it wasn't. RG three should have told us that he was hurt. Like, like I, I can't. Uh, athletes, <laughs> athletes, tell your damn coach that you are hurt. Okay, do not do the RG three thing. Do not cost your team the game because you want to keep fucking playing. And ah, uh, unless you're tell me how you really feel. Tell me yeah, how you really feel, bro. Hey, hey, I, I, I know that feeling because I was the athlete in high school that I was like, no, I'm gonna stay on the field, and I, I, I ended up hurting myself more than costing my team a win. Yeah, no. Nah. Shitty feeling. Don't do that. Don't do that. Nah. Maybe the upside of having Jalen Hurts on the center, you always know. 
All right. <laughs> but no, nah, like, like, like Washington, I like, I like our, I, I, I like our chances. I, I like what, it, whether, whether we do good this year and we win the division, cool, great. Um, if we suck and we're, we're the basement dwellers or, you know, we're in the middle of the pack, we better suck so damn bad that we do get, you know, a first round type of quarterback. Because I, I feel like we are that type of team that can go from, you know, worst we're, we're to first real quick, you know, because we are just a quarterback away. Like, it is a quarterback away thing. We're back into 2015 all over again, and I don't like it, honestly, because it's a weird place to be because you're stuck in the middle. And I will say, too, the one thing that the Giants in Washington have over the other teams is the defense. defense. And we've seen it historically mm -hmm. all the time is that defense can take you to the promised land. You know, it, it, look at the, you know, what I know that's near and dear to my heart. 2007, 2011, New York Giants, defense all day, every day. Like that is how, that at least gives you an up. Nope. Um, but I think not, take, God, I'm so mad at you guys because I was rooting for you and now y'all piss me off. Like <laughs> you guys had a chance there. Like, because <laughs> even the problem is this was a big quarterback class where yep. the rookie class coming in, not great like we, not a fan you might as well wait for archie manning at this point yeah <laughs> like like the fact that we didn't even in the later rounds get like davis mills you know like like, like i don't know if you guys if you guys checked out millsy's millsy's tape but man that 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 boy is nice like he might have been the most nfl ready developed quarterback out of the draft this year but everybody was like oh my gosh like justin fields and zach wilson it's like but look at this like you see what's happening here in Stanford. Um, I was a big fan of Mills, and uh, we talked about him earlier. Fahoko really let him down with his inability to, you know, catch a fucking football. Yep, exactly. <laughs> exactly. It, in fact, speaking of guys who can't catch a football, and uh, to direct it, because I'm interested in your thoughts on two guys here. Diami Brown mm, and another huh. one we're talking about, the, the Washington football team wanting to pound the ball. I think he's going to be this year's James Robinson, Jarrett Patterson. Jared, okay, I, I like I like I like Jared Pat Patterson. Um, I feel like he could he could uh be this year's uh, uh uh James Robinson if he if he gets the burn. Um, we'll see how that works out because it, it is very clear that they are focused on on Gibson. Um, now Deami Brown. So you you build a wide receiver core where everyone has four 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 three you know sub sub speed. Um. Uh, can Fitz get all these guys the ball? Yes. I don't know how much Diami is going to get the targets because of where he'll be lining up. It'll it'll depend if we if we if we if we if we line him up in the slot or if we line him up outside. Um, if we line him up in the slot, I think Fitzmagic is just at that point going to to Steffi's point earlier going to go to Logan Thomas. At that point, it's just LT, you know. And then that at that point, Brown's no, not like he's a figment of our imagination. Like like we we forget that we even talk about him. If he's on the outside and it's Samuel in the slot, well, then that's where, okay, maybe Brown it could maybe, you know, be, 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 have an effect on, on McLaurin. But I really view this offense running through McLaurin and Samuel the most, ever receiver. Oh, I agree. I, I personally, I mean, it's, I put it in the show notes. I've got uh, Brown described here as a, the football equivalent of a garbage bin full of human feces. I, I think, that. I think he is terrible. I thought he was, Close to the worst receiver in this class. Um, wow. he's, a, a, he's a deep threat without true speed. Um, he can't catch. 
Uh, he's no good in contested situations. We talked about Dante Pettis sleeping with a light on. This guy sleeps with every fucking light in his house on. Um, he's just a bad football player. And people look at the stats and go, look at what he did. He was playing with Sam Howell and this, that, and the other. Snappy. You know what you got to do? You know what you got to do when you are a wide receiver? You need to be able to receive. He cannot catch the ball Whoa. and he cannot get open. I forgot about something. First of all, good points. Second of all, I still like Diami Brown. Third of all, you guys, the air flowers now. <laughs> he is horrible. So bad. I can't believe you brought in Eric Flowers. There is no one I hate more than that, man. Oh, I just said Flowers what is that? that? Y'all think I'll you're going to uh, resurrect this man? He's going to destroy you guys. Hey, he, it's, the second him time. it's the second time that we brought him back. Paid him like $10 million as well. Yeah, Eric Flowers haunts my he, he's in my nightmares I think of him and Cam Fleming repeatedly like they haunt me they will haunt me for the rest of my life I can't believe you guys brought him on he's gonna just he is so I don't bad. think that he's gonna start I don't think that he's gonna start I think they they have him there as just a locker room guy I hope so you better <laughs> like afraid I, to ignore is he like old as dirt like how old is that fucker like, I can't believe he's, he's not that old league. at all is he really he got drafted I, in what, 2000? Eric Flowers has been in the league for a hot minute, it feels like. No. Like what? He's Not as long like, like six years, like you, six you years, right? I hope so, but he's about to start for you, and you're going to cry your eyes out. He's so bad. He caused me so much. Second time. This will be the second time we brought we brought that man back. He's 27. He's, nice. he's young. He's got another five more years in the NFL. Yeah, 2015, he was the first. We took him in the First second round, he's so bad. Right. So, he's so let's get some ADPs going on. Let's get some ADPs, some this or that. Let's, let's take this back to some fantasy related stuff right here. So, of course, let's start with uh, let's see, we already talked about Antonio Gibson. We don't need to talk well, about him. How about we go the man with two first names, Terry McLaurin? Yeah, yeah, the, the Starbucks drink. <laughs> <laughs> Who is named McLaurin? <laughs> it's a Starbucks McLaurin, drink. What the fuck? <laughs> uh, so, McLaurin's the wide receiver 14. Um, at the moment, would you rather uh, Terry McLaurin or Chris Godwin? Chris Godwin. McLaurin. Uh, uh, McLaurin. I trust the quarterback yeah. from Tampa. Hold on, but let me more. just say this. Let he me just spread say the this. ball too much over there, though. McLaurin will eat a little bit more. Yeah, McLaurin will eat, bit. but I'll say this. He does have God and win in his name, okay? So let's not, yeah, let's not discourage. Fair, fair. Good point there. Mm. <laughs> That's that's almost another first name. In fact, you know, God and, <laughs> and Wynn. The right man with three first names. Like, <laughs> I forgot about that. I'm going to torment you. No, I forgot. I have the funniest thing to send you where it's like, all my friends hate Eric Flowers. Fuck Eric Flowers. I'm going to send it to you. Send it to me. And say, yeah, send that shit to me. Oh, my God. What fault? My fault, fellas. Uh, sorry to sorry to break away from Eric Flowers chat. We can come back to it. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> Terry McLaurin or Amari Cooper? McLaurin. McLaurin. Cooper, Cooper disappears too much. Yeah. Yeah, McLaurin. But another Cooper. Cooper Cup. Oh. Ooh. I'm Cooper Cup. McLaurin. I'll, I'll still go McLaurin, but but like uh, yeah, I see what you did there. Put some respect on Cooper Cup's name. Oh, he's out. like the guy that takes you on like the most boring date ever. McDonald's? Like he's like Rainforest Cafe. Not interesting. Yeah, he takes you to the Rainforest Cafe. He gets you like the souvenir cup. He pulls your chair. It's like 
he's too he's so boring for me like i cooper cup i'm out on i, I can't i can't find it sis if a dude takes you to rainforest cafe me and that dude are having some words like i'm like, <laughs> like what the fuck did you think she was 11 bro like like come on take him like a little Eleven oh, and a half. god <laughs> Uh, he's 11 and a half. <laughs> Don't give Nader any ideas for his <laughs> uh, Let's go uh, from, from a man with two first names to a man with no first name, uh, Terry McLaurin or C.D. Lamb. Oh, no, not fair. I love them both. McLaurin. I mean, no. No. Lamb. I'm going with McLaurin still, but no. Like, come on. Well, the, Until the good, the good news is down week eight, and then you regret saying that. But, but, but ADP morning, wise, you could have both. Yeah. Oh, yeah. ADP. Oh, oh. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's right. He is right. Oh, that's yeah. a scary receiving core. McLaurin's oh, really? going um, 30, uh, 37th or th well, 37th, 38th. And uh, CD Lamb is 60th. I got I got one fantasy team where I have Justin Jefferson and McLaurin. I'm so excited about that. Oh, my gosh. Rude. Yeah. Rude. I've got uh, Cook and Henry in one league. Very happy with that. Oh my gosh. Um, well, you already won. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Grab the trophy now. Shane, the rest of the team shit, but those I two are. Saquon. Two I never drafted Saquon, but I decided this year, since everyone hates him, I'll just uh, capitalize on that. <laughs> <laughs> so Love it. Lost your league. I got him for Russell Gage in one league. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, wow. That person was really low on Saquon, man. Fuck. Y'all drunk. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that well, person's the little... uh, the Rainforest Cafe equivalent of uh, <laughs> people. They are the Rainforest Cafe. <laughs> RFC. That's what I'm going to start calling people. They won't know what it means, but. It'll <laughs> be um, a new joke. We'll, we'll do some either or with Antonio Gibson. We've already talked about those guys going around that mark. Um, but we'll go with some names ahead of him. Would you rather Gibson over Akers, Dobbins, or Swift? Okay, before I answer, before I answer this question, I am a, a Gibson Akers truther. Um, All of them. I, I would say Gibson over oh, – it would only be Gibson and Akers is where I debate, but Gibson over, over the other two for sure. Gibson, no. Uh, I, I Akers, think Akers is going to disappoint the crap out of everyone. He is like, to me, label everything all over that is you guys have hyped this up too much. I don't know where it came out of. I don't know if it was boredom in the office. I, I don't care. Um, so I don't know who the third one was, but Gibson between the two of them. I'm out on Akers. I don't care. I, I, I'm out. There's no way a Sean McVay running back is going to just fail like that, especially how dominant he was no, last fail. year. It'll be good. I'd just rather have someone like Chubb or Gibson. Well, like, Chubb, I Chubb is going in like the first round. The other, the other ones were, were, were Dobbins and Swift, and I, I'd, I'd take Gibson Gibson and Akers over Dobbs, Dobbins and Swift. When it comes to down to Gibson oh, and Akers, yeah, that's I, Swift. Yeah. Yeah. When it comes down to, 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 to between you know Gibson and Akers, that's where I, I'm like, I'll literally be sitting in the draft from like, flip a coin, fuck it, like, let it happen. Yeah. I'm not in on Akers. Yeah, I saw. I saw. I saw what you did there. <laughs> I uh, I'm slowly backing off the two Kayla Swift train, but I think I would. Uh, I think it would be Gibson here for me as well. No. Yeah, that's tough. That's tough. 
That's tough. I think uh, say uh, J- JD McKissick would be probably one of the best value running backs you could take, especially with a passing quarterback like Fitz. And Mike. especially with Gibson, who has this toe that is bothering him. He's actually a great redraft value because if Gibson McKissick has proven to do very well when he is uh, expected to be the RB1. And I mean, even with Antonio Gibson, he was still a very valuable fantasy running back. I mean, the PPR points. Oh man. I mean, Alex Smith isn't yeah. there to dump it off, but still I'll take fix magic all day long. People don't like to hear yeah. that. Though. That's big targets. Mm-hmm. Um, there is an interesting either or for McKissick. Actually, I wasn't, wasn't going to, but there is uh JD McKissick or Tariq Cohen. JD McKissick. McKissick. Yeah, I think yeah. it's Cohen for me. Tariq Cohen is interesting though. I, I have to say like his rehab and stuff has gone pretty well. I don't, I'm not, I don't know. The Bears are a little bit of an interesting team. But McKissick has proved to be able to be a very solid RB2 with points coming in. And I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. Like, 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 like Cohen, Cohen is really, really good on his ankles. He has really great, really, really great geometry with, with, with his footwork. Like, I, I love the way he cuts. So, I'm one of those fancy players. I watch film, but I'm like, yeah, I want that person. <laughs> That's fair. That is fair. All right, any more this or that's for us, Sheehan? Uh, I mean, we can we can talk Logan Thomas. I'm not sold on um, I'm not sold on Logan Thomas. I think he was a, a one yearer, but tight end is such a barren landscape. And with you know, we talked about Johnny Smith and Hunter Henry. They were guys who you know ostensibly better tight ends than him, but are going to cannibalize each other. So you know, he's probably going to end up a tight so, end one. So when we look at when we look at like like, like well, I, I believe what it's just it's just like, like if we just break down, we'll say the top twelve. Well, not say because it's actual fucking statistic. Um, you know, you break down the top twelve tight ends. After you know your 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 big three, it's about a point. Last year was about a point three separation between each. You know, so you're really talking about at the tight end position splitting hairs. Mathematically, if you did not take a top three tight end, you're better off taking uh, a streaming a tight end and then taking a kicker in the ninth round instead. What yep, about Pitts? Right, he's correct. So let's enter Pitts into the equation, though, with Julio gone. We don't. I mean, so so we would have to speak hypothetically because we don't have the data. But I mean, hypothetically, I mean, I I don't think that it would probably change too too much. But I mean, that would require Pitts to happen in the year at, at at the ADP that he began with. I would probably argue this: that top three step becomes a top five. I think you could probably throw Mark Andrews into that as well. But it really is that you know wherever you cut the elite bracket off. I mean, there's still a jump from those. Two those elite three to you know those next two names down. There's four that I'm okay with. It's the it's the holy trinity and then Pitts and then from there, I actually would rather jump over everyone and just keep stacking talent and then go for someone like Janu, uh, even Jarwin. Honestly, like someone that I think has a very high ceiling. That's I even if you want a person drum, so. <laughs> Uh, our two regular you, yeah. listeners will know that I'm a big fan of Anthony Ferguson. He's the guy that I think is going to be pretty good value. Um, Julio's, it's even if you uh, want to put George Kittle in that elite category, you might be able to take him off, and it's not even <coughs> that much of a hot take with how injured he consistently right. is. That's what I was about to say. You can only utilize the injuries, and even still his stats are so freaking inflated when he is on the field that like kind of erases it. But, yeah, no, I feel that. I feel that 110%. With, with mm-hmm. Kittle, you have to have a tight. You have to. You have to have a backup tight end. You mm-hmm. have to prepare yeah. for him to go down. Like there's no ifs or buts about it. I think that Waller is almost like he's approaching this level where, especially in redraft, like I, I'm starting to consider taking Waller because I think that that's really what they have over there. Yeah. I, I, 
he's their golden child at this point. So I'm almost loving the Waller. And you can wait, you know, Kelsey will go in a redraft first round. If you can sneak around that bend and get Waller, I, I mean, he's going to get as so many targets, kind of volume you're going to get. I'm loving Waller. I'm starting to get very, I was never off the Waller train. I'm very much getting on though, especially. Yeah, I'm, I'm very much on. I'm very much on 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 the Waller train. I'm very very much on the Waller train. And by the way, his his his, uh, his, his lyrics aren't that bad. His rapping is not that bad, you know. So <laughs> is Le'Veon Bell good? Is he Le'Veon Bell good? Oh, he's better than Le'Veon. Le'Veon is awful. No, Le'Veon oh, Bell is serious? by far the best rapper I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> <laughs> Is that why he and Andy Reid fell out? Because Eminem, Eminem is somewhere punching the air like, what did he say? <laughs> <laughs> That's terrifying. All righty. As much fun as talking to you guys is, Sheehan, it's currently almost, what, three in the morning for you. I think uh, I think it's a little bit unfair to keep you up right now. Coming up to it. But I tell you what, of, of all the episodes, this is one where I don't feel like I'm ready to go, go to sleep straight away. It's been a hell of a lot of fun. Yeah, and uh, don't worry. I think next episode I'll tell everybody why I think you're supposed to. And I still do this. I take every girl's first date is to McDonald's. I will die on that hill, and he I mean, must do it. Is it the morning the episode, after? You is think that why? Fine downing. No, no. Because <laughs> I've been on, I've been on a lot of uh, morning after dates to McDonald's too. No, no, no. That is literally <laughs> the first date. Oh, another story, dude. <laughs> no, it's, it's literally the first date is to McDonald's. But I. If, oh God! You gotta know she down. You gotta know she down or not. Yeah. Yo, yo, yo. These days, it's all about ordering in the next morning. Man, Listen, hey. I would rather order in, but no. y'all take me to a McDonald's. Yeah, Are you single? Like, we don't talk about that. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> he no, takes it to McDonald's, locks her in there for twenty four hours while he's putting away twenty <laughs> nuggets at a time. Yeah. At least I have company. No, like like either either they're down or they're a gold digger. It's one of the two. Yeah, hey, that's a good test though. Like, like it's, yo, it's uh, I'd rather have like order Chinese at your place or my place. Like that's McDonald's big, though. That's... Like y'all can get y'all can get cheap, but if you want to be cheap, that's cool. I don't even like going out to dinner. I'd rather like be at home. But let's just do Chinese, spend the extra fifteen dollars. Uh, and then I know that you're at least cool. You're not going to take me out to an expensive dinner until whatever. But take me to McDonald's, I'm not trash. Yeah. No. Oh, yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, like, it's tough. It's a tough one. I'm, I'm no. line, but I'll, I'll do respect. <laughs> that Here's some late in the show, Natta's wise words of wisdom. Uh -huh. Start with a happy meal doesn't end with a happy ending. No. Oh, <laughs> Let's go. Not bad. That was pretty good. I like that one. It's all about like the general. It. I'm coming now, for your segment. Right? Give me that five hey, right. It was pretty good. That was pretty good. It was pretty that good. Was good. That was perfect. And then you know, if they're nice, they get a McFlurry afterwards. And oh man, those are delicious. All right. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So of course, Stephanie, we'll start with you. Let everybody know where they could find you. I'm a beat writer. Uh, no, True. I'm not. Uh, I actually uh, work for FTN. You know, I'm with FTN Bets, FTN Fantasy. I have my show, Small Talk, uh, Off Topic. Uh, everything <coughs> I do is on my Twitter, at Smalls, the three L's. 
And that's about it, you know? Yes. There was a nice little write-up about me. Our friends here think I'm a beat writer. I don't know what the deal is, but no. This I, think, is I think you'll find it says host of on, Sleepwise on Beat series. <laughs> yes, of course. And as always, you know, my on-beat show with Sleeperwire, where I do interview beat writers, which I am not a beat writer. No, 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 no. No. Uh, what I said was correct, and everything else is considered <laughs> fake news. You also paid girls to McDonald's for a first date, so I think they're going to believe me over you. <laughs> I'm here a beat writer. You've barely touched your fries. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Robbie, help me out here. Um, yo, it's your boy, Run Boys, Robbie, the Run Boys Fans Network. Cheers to me. Cheers to you, all the Run Boys and girls. What to do? Dilly dilly, y'all already know what it is. Y'all can find me on Twitter at RumBoysRobbie, uh, at RumBoys spelled with a Z N E T on all other social medias. Psh, motherfucker, just Google me. RumBoys.com. That's Man. where you can find me. Um, the only, the very first thing that pops up when you type in RumBoys, um, check out our whole entire writing staff. Big up to Scott Fish for um, letting practically like the whole staff in because I didn't tell them to sign up and I wasn't pushing for that. But on their own merit, they're good enough to get in. So it shows that we're building a really good product here uh, or uh, over at the Run Boys Fantasy Network. Also, download the damn Sports Me app. We're in the middle of, of, of a investment bidding right now. Um, think of like, 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 like TikTok, except for sports analysts. Um, and you can go back and forth and you can debate your takes. Uh, everyone download the Sports Me app. I'm fucking trying to hurry up and be a millionaire. So everyone download it. We're in the middle of this this huge investment, like like you know, meeting thing, and yeah, we're we're, we're trying to prove prove to them why they should they should give me money. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. But but if that works out, you have to give me some of it. Oh, bro, hop on the app. Hop on the app and start investing your equity today. Like, come on, like let's go. My equity is currently in Dogecoin and GameStop, so I don't know if I can help you out there. Uh, <laughs> hop on the app. Hop on the app. What about McDonald's? You have no. You have nothing in McDonald's. <laughs> are they even a public? I don't even know they were. They are a public IPO. Yeah. Oh, but no, yeah. for real, for real, you know, you know, um, everyone out there, like, 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 I can't stress that enough. Like, download, download the fucking sports me app. Um, you know, and. You, you know, yes, like, like, like you're gonna if you're one of the early creators of, of it, you know, you're gonna get you're gonna get some incentives. Right now, we're running a, an incentive um, for every five quality creators that you're able to bring on. We're kicking out twenty five dollar gift cards to for for every quality creator that you bring on. So if you can bring on, you know, a couple what? of you know, big names, you know, if you can convince a couple of big quality people with you know, ten k plus following to hop on the app, we're gonna fucking give you some money, and you can do that, you know, as many times as you want. And we're going to give you 25 each time. There we are. All right, Sheehan, help me out here. Well, I'm not available on the Sports Me app. Uh, I am, however, available on Twitter. Uh, I'm at Sheehan Solo, as I always am. Um, we are currently going through basically doing this podcast in a much shorter, less shouty form with our man Aaron Nyhart. He's breaking down the divisions. Um, I just had an article about the LA Chargers, which was pretty good, I thought, as oh, I okay. always think my articles are. Uh, I've got this one about the Cowboys coming out at some point. And you can, of course, find me in the Scott Fishbowl, unlike uh, unlike so many other people who would love to be found there. Yeah, that honestly. brings me a lot of joy. I think I do have an in, so I could probably could have gotten him in, but probably a beat writer, it's not going to fly. <laughs> <laughs> True. There we are. All right, so of course, you can, here. 
I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. So, you, of course, you can find me at Top Tier Tactics underscore who Steph currently follows, who I am not currently following back. But other than that, everybody, good luck. <laughs> <laughs>